Monday, there was a vote. And a decision was made by Lambton County that there would be a ban on keeping, possessing, harboring animals like lions, tigers, elephants, kangaroos, and crocodiles. In other words, exotic animals. And this decision was made because there had been plans to create Roaring Cat Retreat. If you have been around Grand Bend, you have to go way, way back. You have to go back about 30 years ago. But they did have the the Pine Ridge Zoo, which was south of Grand Bend. And there were animals kept there at one point. But again, we're going way, way back. Well, apparently, that was where Roaring Cat Retreat was intended to go. And then we had a decision made by Lampton Shores counselors for a ban on owning, keeping, again, all of those different words, possessing, harboring, exotic animals, and there were concerns expressed. Uh, They had said there is no zoning for a zoo on that property. It is residential. So going forward, any change in that would have to comply with the residential zoning or have a zone amendment done on the property. Those are the actual words of Lambton County Mayor Bill Weber, and he talked with 980 CFPL about that. We want to get as much of this story as we can. And we have an opportunity right now to hear the other side of things from the individual who had planned to open either a big cat sanctuary or what was called a roaring cat retreat. Please welcome to London Live two people. The first, Mark Drysdale, and the second, Tammy Nysonen. Mark, great to have you with us on the show. And Tammy, thank you for joining us as well. How's the afternoon going? Well, you know, we're we're excited to get out of bed every day. Every day you wake up is a, is a good day, as they say. So we're happy to be here with you, Mike. But uh, if I can, I'd like to just correct you on one thing. Uh, the Pine Ridge Zoo closed down about 12 years ago. Oh, was it 12 years ago? Okay, I was yeah. taking us way back in time. No, no, the there were lions, tigers, cougars, you name it here. We have all the brochures. So yeah, there were there was everything here and uh some good old sturdy three, four foot fences holding the lions and tigers in. And that was when the neighborhood went in. It has been over the last thirty years. So the uh the lions and tigers were here and uh they decided to build a to build a small community around the zoo. Okay. Now did you have any involvement in that particular operation? No, we have no affiliation whatsoever with the family. All we did was we bought this property off of the uh, the original family. Okay, and is that where you are right now? Is that where we're speaking to you from? Yep, we're down here in sunny Grand Bend. Okay, sunny Grand I love sunny Grand Bend. Everybody loves <laughs> Grand Bend. So let's talk, Mark, about what you had hoped to do. Lay this out for us, please. Well, it's not so much what we had hoped to do. It's what we uh, still plan on doing. Um, we have approximately 12 cats that we use uh, in movies in, you know, they're actors. They're used in commercials, they're used in movies, they're used in uh, various uh, events like that. You know, we don't do birthday parties, we don't do, uh, you know, child gatherings or anything. These are, these are movie animals. So if you've seen a tiger or a lion in a movie, you've probably seen my tigers or lions. They're the ones that do the movies. So that is what Tammy and I do. So what we kind of had the idea of doing was opening up an area for uh, education purposes so that we could have the public come in, we could have schools come in and uh, learn a little bit about tigers and lions that have been held in captivity for the last couple hundred years in Canada and the States. 
and also learn about the ones in the wild and the, uh, you know, the challenges they face as well. When you say cats, I mean, a lot of people will think, yeah, I got a cat, about nine pounds, a tabby, uh, likes milk. Uh, When you're talking about cats, please describe your cats for us. Well, one thing that's kind of interesting, Mike, is uh, original cats that are sitting on the couch while people are listening to this and they're petting them, they originally came from Egypt and they were considered wild cats too. So uh, time does not change domestication. Um, the kind of capsule that we're talking about is anything from a cougar, a lynx, up to a lion and tiger. We own approximately 12 of them. And do you have them with you on the property now? Uh, they come and go. Like I said, they're constantly in movies. We shipped one out this morning, actually, that was going off to a photo shoot for a, uh, for a music video. Now, a lynx and a, a tiger or a cougar, they're very different in size. How many of the big, big ones do you have? Uh, we have eight or nine, I believe. Okay, and again, yeah, they... I could do an exact count in my head. Believe me, I know these things inside and out. But yeah, I think there's nine of them, um, a cougar and two, two Eurasian lynxes. We're talking with Mark Drysdale, and Tammy Nysonen is with us, and they are talking from sunny south of Grand Bend, where the hope was, or as Mark just outlined, the plan still is to have something like a roaring cat retreat. And as Mark has spelled out, this was a place that could be used for educational purposes, for tours, for school kids to come through, and it would be to look at exotic pets. Now, do you refer to them as exotic pets? Uh, No, if you look up the uh, definition of a domesticated animal, it's any animal. This is the legal black book um, uh, definition of a domesticated animal. is any animal that is bred within uh, human care and relies on human care to survive or works. So that's how they get the horses and donkeys into that uh, as well. Okay. Can I ask you, how do you feed these things when they're with you? I mean, I can't even imagine what a a lion, a tiger, a cougar, any of these big cats, and you say at times, you know, you you have as many as eight or nine coming through. How do you how do you deal with that? What what we mainly deal with is uh, chicken suppliers that can that can give us stuff that is not fit for human consumption. So any animals that have broken legs. Um, well, now when I say animals, I mean chickens, turkeys, that kind of thing. Cats really rely on birds. They need the taurine to be able to um, dissolve and use certain minerals. So taurine's the number one. So we try to keep the diet heavy uh, towards chickens, like I was saying, uh, turkeys, and then we do mix in beef and pork as well. And then, Mark, at, at any given time, how many animals would you, you say they come and go a little bit, but generally how many would you have with you on your property? Um, it, that it really depends. It's, it's just how busy things are across Canada. Like I said, we have two tigers right now that are in BC. So, um, and they just went out on, uh, I don't know when that was, uh, Monday, late Monday, they came and picked those ones up as well. So they're constantly coming and going. So the situation that we had built up here and set up was that we'd have the outdoor enclosure 75 by a hundred, which is double CASA standards. Um, from their enclosure, they have to go through a secondary door set up so that they can't sneak by. Then they go into a walkway. Then they go into a building where they get loaded into the vehicle to come or go. Okay. And do, how many do you have right now? Uh, right now, there's three. Okay. And they're, they're big guys? Yep, they're large. They're uh, two-year-olds and a six-year-old. Lion. And, and they're lions? Yep. Okay. Is it is it okay to sleep at night? I mean, uh, Tammy, how do you feel about sleeping at night with uh, with lions around? It does it just become natural after a while? Oh yeah, they're they're so tame. 
they, you know, you go in there and they just roll over and they want belly rubs and uh, they're <laughs> they're just like a dog. It's it's quite incredible. My kids go in with them. It's uh, you know, they're they're super tame. Okay, Mark. I have, I have no fear at all. Well, that 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 is good to know, Mark. Oh, let's for sure. talk about what the plan then is. Roaring Cat Retreat. You've outlined what that was intended to be. Now you've you've run into an animal ban that has been put in place by Lambton Shores counselors. Tell us where this situation was up until hearing that. Well, we found out on uh, Saturday afternoon. Council, three of the council, two or three of the council members got together and had a secret meeting that we weren't invited to. Um, that involved the entire um, area that we live in. I think it's called the Van Dugan neighborhood, or or whatever it's called. So everyone was invited. It was considered secret that we weren't allowed to go. And the main concern about the uh, meeting was safety. So apparently, they didn't need to any of our input to make their decisions. Um, somehow someone decided that we hadn't closed on the house yet. Um, and if they were able to ram through a animal bylaw early Monday morning, they would be able to stop us from getting grandfathering rights. Um, they've been misinformed in that. Our lawyers told us, uh, we had a lease on the property that is of no concern to us whatsoever. The grandfathering clauses of bylaws still stand. Okay. So, so how how we'll go forward is as we were going to go forward. We're still working away. We're working today, and we're just going to let the lawyers take care of it. We have money set aside for lawyers, and uh, unfortunately, that'll get used up. And uh, it's really sad that it can't go towards the animals. But this is, I guess, the way they want it to be. But you've said there there's a grandfathering clause that would allow you to go ahead with this, even though legislation was enacted earlier this week. Well, you got to remember there's laws. There's provincial laws, there's uh, federal laws that, that protect people uh, uh, for this type of thing. If all of a sudden the councillors of Lambton Shore decide that they don't like women with uh, long black hair and pointy chins, you know, it kind of stops people from being able to get the stakes and burn them, um, which does really remind me of the 1700s with the uh, witch hunts. That's a lot like what this feels like, to be honest with you, Mike. Like, it's a very concerning way of going about it. But as I was saying, there are laws... And you cannot enact bylaws like this. When we told our lawyer what, what they did, they were just beside themselves that they think that this is going to be a, a at all sturdy or stable bylaw that they have tried to put in place. Mark Drysdale with us, Tammy Nisonen with us. Their aim is to open Roaring Cat Retreat. It would be on the location they purchased the property of the old Pine Ridge Zoo south of Grand Bend, which was in operation, as Mark has said, as recently as 12 years ago. There has been some opposition from Lambton Shores Council, where they moved to ban the ownership of exotic animals, and it spelled out as you cannot own, possess, harbor, or keep animals like lions, tigers, elephants, kangaroos, and crocodiles. Mark, you mentioned you were not invited to a particular meeting on the weekend. How much communication have you had with the council itself? Well, we went in and had a meeting with, um, I forget his name, I believe Tammy knows his name. He was the senior planner um, with Lampton Shores. So his name, Tammy? Will Will Nywenning? 
Yeah, so we went in, that was two months ago. We had a meeting with him, uh, Tammy and I, and we were ensured that there would be no problems at all coming and doing this, that we would be considered uh, legal, non-conforming, and uh, just go ahead, you know, try to keep some of the buildings that still stand there, don't tear them down completely, try to do them as renovations, no problem, move on in. And, and, you, and had you told him that you would be having these types of animals on site at that point? Yes, absolutely. And we have witnesses to that effect, too. My real estate agent was actually with me at the time. Okay. And so that seemed to be progressing. And then was it just this past weekend that you learned that, wait a minute, there might be some opposition? Yeah. And the funny thing is, is we've been back to uh, to see City Council twice and asked to speak with Will. And um, actually, yesterday, we were denied access to him. We were told we were not allowed to see um, will in any aspect, uh, which is very surprising to keep a, uh, a civil servant away from its its people who pay their, their wages. That's a very odd request, and our lawyer's kind of interested in that request as well. Mark, have you had anyone stop by to examine the property in any way to see now that legislation is coming that says, hey, you, you cannot harbor or keep animals and you may have some on your property? In fact, you said you do have some there right now. Have you had anybody stopping by asking to see the property? No, more what we get is uh, people looking for witches, driving by, stopping, getting getting out of their cars, calling us names, giving us a finger. You know, standard um, welcome to the neighborhood type of behavior. How long have you owned this particular property? Uh, we took possession of it on the 1st of April, and everything closed on April 15th. So that was the loophole they were looking for on ramming this, uh, this bylaw through. They thought if they could do it early enough on the 15th, um, they would be able to stop us. But like our lawyer said, it's whoever's the custodian of the property, whoever's living on it, uh, the grandfathering clauses go with. It, Mike, it's a lot like when they put in a lot of the gun laws. Anybody that owned a machine gun up until the date that they prohibited me machine guns were still allowed to keep them. Um, it's no different with any, any other uh, grandfathering clause. So in this instance, if you have somebody still trying to enforce this legislation, you mentioned it's going to go to the courts. Do you have any concern for your animals if somebody stops by and says, hey, you have to move these or you get notification that until everything takes effect in court and plays itself out that that you may have to find new homes for your animals? No, not at all. We're not concerned about that at all. Like I said, we're handing it over to the uh, lawyers. They will take care of it and... uh, you know, if someone comes comes on the property and, and tries to do something that's illegal, we will treat it as an illegal entry and uh, go from there. Luckily, Mike, there's still laws against this stuff, and, and that's good for you and it's good for me. Something else I wanted to point out is I actually helped to put together um, exotic, bi- exotic animal bylaws in other uh, municipalities. For instance, Wayne Fleet, I helped them put together a very comprehensive um, bylaw against having um, exotic animals within city limits, within township limits, stuff like that. So this isn't something that I'm against. I'm just against them using a a piece of leg- legislature to to go in the back door like this and try to accomplish something in such a clearly uh, malice way. Are there any other, I guess, types of locations that would that would be a lot like what you were hoping to create or what are where what you are hoping to create with roaring cat retreat that that you could talk to and find out how things are working out for them how they have been able to get through whether it be bylaws or other legislation in their area 
we have people gathering information. They've been working on it since last Thursday. And I forget what the last number was, but I believe it's close to 25 or 30 zoos um, across Canada that reside within residential areas, including the Edmonton Zoo, which is right in the middle of a neighbourhood. So, you know, the, you, you can't go by that. If you could see the property here, uh, Mike, you'd see that there really is no concern. We own 22 acres of an area that's maybe a 150-acre area. So, you know, we're o- almost own a quarter of this neighbourhood. And they're, you know, I think they're just used to using it as their own little private uh, bush. And, you know, look out your back door and all they see is bush. And actually, we bought 12 acres just for that purpose, to make sure that the neighbours wouldn't see the actual operation. We would leave that in there as a buffer. And uh, we bought it up from under a Toronto developer that was trying to put in low-income housing. I believe he wanted 62 um, semi-detached homes to go in this property, which we would have been, you know, you'd be talking to somebody else today and uh, hearing the exact same complaints from the same people. Mark Drysdale, Tammy Nysonen joining us. Mark, just a couple of things. I think if if we could help to paint the picture, you, you have these 22 acres. Have you had to make reparations to any of the fencing or any, any containment units? Do you have containment units? Yeah, well, like I said, right now the cats, I'm trying to keep them out and working as much as I possibly can. That is what they like doing. When they see the van show up, they get all excited. They hope that it's them that day that gets to go do something. So like I said, right now I'm just trying to keep the numbers of coming and going um, down as low as I can. You know, if, if they only need them for a couple days, I've been asking them to keep them for the week. Um, because everybody that we deal with has very good um, uh, setups for holding the animals as well. So we're just calling on a lot of the industry's uh, um, you know, workers to try to help us out and try to keep the numbers down here until we can get the rest of the enclosures up. But right now they're in an indoor enclosure that's uh, 75 by 40. they got more than enough room to, to run and play, and uh, I go in with them every day and spend three or four hours um, interacting with them to make sure that they have lots of stimulation. All right. Well, Mark, we really appreciate your time and all of your answers today. And it's a story that we'll no doubt be following as it plays itself out. I really appreciate the call, Mike. And, uh, you know, when we came here, we really felt that Grand Bend was an area that was for tourism and trying to get people into the area. And uh, we were a little surprised with the, uh, with the welcome we didn't receive. Mark, Tammy, thank you again. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. That is okay, Tammy Nysonen. Bye-bye. Tammy Nysonen and Mark Drysdale. So their idea still is, as Mark was very clear at the beginning, because it looks like a roadblock, but as Mark says, their lawyers are telling them that there's a way to grandfather and there would be a way to get around the legislation that was created and was passed earlier by Lambton Shores City Council. Uh, if you want to read the first part of this, please go to 980cfpl.ca or you can Google the headline, Big Cat Sanctuary Planned for Grand Bend, blocked by Lambton Shores. And you can find the first part of this, and that does include... Some information from Lampton Lampton County Mayor Bill Weber, who talked with 980 CFPL about the other side of this. So that is Mark's side, and we'll see whether or not he is able to create the Big Cat Sanctuary that he was hoping to create. We'll come back and let you know what's still ahead on London Live next. This is Global News Radio, 980 CFPL.